Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, April 7th, 2020, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Well, we have rescheduled our March Starseed Quest for September 25th through the 28th, and because some of those uh, people for March opted for a different quest, we will have openings in September this year for Starseeds with at least one galactic degree on their chart. And just send us an email at crystals at starseedhotline.com if you want more info. And we are waiting to see how things go concerning the Pleiadian lineup quest in May. So please stay tuned for updates about that one. And remember, as starseeds, we are here to bring and hold the light for the planet to help us get through the changes and challenges of these days. Our special guest this evening is our dear friend, Lisa Wilson, who is a transformational coach, healer, and founder of Radically Authentic You. For over 25 years, Lisa has guided her clients to release their subconscious programming and false masks to achieve remarkable success. And it all starts with getting back to the core of who you are and being radically authentic. Lisa's mission and commitment are to guide you through an amazing transformational journey to help you release your self-defeating patterns, to become your true self, and to express your divinity and fulfill your soul purpose. She will also help you to release the secret insecurity, shame, and fear that stands in the way of a life well-loved. You can visit Lisa online with her website, radicallyauthenticyou.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Jada and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who might have a question or comment. And our sweet dear Kathy has just had surgery, so please send her your healing love with the Emerald Ray. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please all you have to do is click follow on our page here and you'll get our weekly show notices as long as you enable those. Our main website is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself, and coming soon with Rebecca also. And please be aware that due to a massive global starseed activation, our waiting lists are at about six months until we can get our new astrologers trained. It's great news for the planet, but we do need to expand our team to meet the demand, so your understanding and patience is much appreciated. And if you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And that only takes a few days. 
But if you want the stage two interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order it six months ahead of your birthday so you can get it before your 10 hours happens. So uh, first up this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her wonderful, fascinating Starseed News. Yay! <laughs> Good evening, Ariel. Hello, everybody. It's great to be back. Hello. Hi. Well, spring has sprung. The red buds are blooming, and it's beautiful. The tulips are in full prosperity outside, and it's quite the sight, and the birds are very happy. Well, let's start out with space this evening. SpaceX has lost its third starship prototype in one of their uh, chirogenic ground tests. Mm. A prototype for SpaceX's starship space vehicle collapsed during a pressure reading test early Friday at the company's facility in South Texas. This is the program's third failure during such testing since November, but assembly of a new version is already underway. This is a stainless steel cylinder uh, that appeared to rupture near its top after filling with super cold liquid nitrogen overnight at SpaceX's launch site at Boca Chica, Texas. Elon Musk, SpaceX's founder and CEO, tweeted early on Friday that the accident may have been the result of a test configuration mistake. Now, testing of Starship prototypes in South Texas has not gone as quickly as Musk had hoped. Last September, Musk said he wanted the Starship to reach orbit within six months. That time frame obviously passed last week, and no full-size Starship test craft has flown yet. And in our Earth Changes Department, Japan's Sakurajima volcano has erupted, sending ash plume high into the sky. Um, there's a new alert level four that is banning people uh, away from the volcano. They're telling people to steer clear. And in Los Angeles, they had a powerful storm that brought record rainfall, moved into Los Angeles region Sunday night. It set a new rainfall record in mere hours. Now, on Monday, the heavy rainfall had officials on guard for the chance of flooding, mudslides over slopes that had been denuded by wildfires, as well as dangerous driving conditions in the mountains. What they're calling a powerful late-season winter-like storm was expected to drop as much as five inches of rain in the San Gabriel Mountains, snow along the grapevine, and up to two inches of rain along the coast. After the driest February on record and a March characterized by small storms, this April storm is one of the biggest to hit the region in months. A record rainfall rate for an average April 5th was recorded Sunday at Sandburg in the Los Angeles County portion of the San Gabriels. The half of inch bested the half inch, a little over half inch, which bested the half inch set back in 1969. Total, though, they had uh, a lot of rain. Well, in Vanuatu, they are having a problem with a cyclone. Homes have been destroyed and livelihoods ruined by tropical cyclone Herald, which passed through the country's northern islands as a Category 5 system, and it's wrecked devastation on that island. The total scale of the destruction is not yet clear, as main communication lines to the hardest-hit islands of the Archipelago nation have been severed. But pictures from... Uh, Places along the island show villages reduced to ruins by the storm, which reportedly carried over 140-mile-an-hour winds. Now, Save the Children has a staff in that country, believes the eye of the monster system traveled directly over the capital of the uh, country, 
and uh, actually it's a big settlement is what it is, had 17,000 people in it, and so far no reports as to what has happened there. We're not getting much about all the things going on in the world. This is just about 24-hour coverage about other conditions in the states. So there's a lot going on out there with the weather and the earth that I hope to inform you about this evening. Well, uh, Europe is having a struggle of a different kind. They're trying to save their olive trees. A plant disease has spread, uh, is spreading from tree to tree by these sap-sucking insects. It's been devastating olive and fruit orchards across all of southern Europe, and scientists are trying to inch closer to stopping its spread with the help of insect-repelling clays, vegetable barriers, and genetic analysis. Now, in the late summer harvest of 2013, way back when, olive farmers in a region of southern Italy noticed that the leaves on several of their trees were turning brown and their shoots were withering. Now, this problem back then spread from one orchard to another as more olive farmers found their trees were drying out and beginning to die. Well, since then, genetic testing has confirmed them to be infected with the bacteria originally found in America. Now, the bacteria is mainly spread by these sap-sucking insects, and as the insects feed, the bacteria is able to infect the vessels that transport water and nutrients around the plant. Now, the disease affects a wide range of plants, including shrubs like the myrtle leaf milkwort, rosemary, oak trees, and lavender, and food crops, food crops including cherry trees, plum trees, and olive trees are among the species considered to be at high risk. Now, in particular, the outbreak has amplified problems with Italy's strained olive oil sector. Last year, the country reported a 57% drop in its olive harvest uh, combined, uh, compared to the year before. Um, researchers on the project are conducting field experiments to look at natural strategies to combat the disease. As I mentioned, they're using something called kale and clay as an insect repellent. While other researchers are experimenting with border plants that can be grown around olive trees and other important crops to draw the bacteria-carrying insects away, and also planting what they call sentinel plants, such as the myrtle leaf milkwort, which show symptoms of infection sooner, allowing action to be taken quickly to contain the infections in the orchards. It's hard to imagine that olives and olive oil might be jeopardized by this epidemic in olive trees, but this particular piece of news makes us think that that may be the case if they don't stop it. Well, in the Sierras, a pair of spring storm fronts swept through the Sierras over the weekend, and on Monday morning forced travelers to use chains on mountain passes on I-80 and Highway 50, and it blanketed the region with as much as three feet of new snow at the higher elevations. Thirteen inches of snow fell at Incline Village, and Mammoth Mountain Ski Resort reported 35 inches. All of this in context of no skiers because of the pandemic. And it's been a particularly harsh spring over many areas of the world. Lots and lots of snow in many places. In fact, Greece, mainland Greece of all things, had a foot of snowfall in just a few hours. Um, this is a highly unusual occurrence in April. Uh, this is, was a rare spring snowstorm that arrived in Greece several days ago and continues to surprise those living in the nor northern parts of the mainland. Instead of flowers and bees, millions of Greeks continue to see snow-covered mountains. They say it looks like Christmas. 
heavy snowfall in Greece on April 7th, 6th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Wow. And, uh, um, yeah. Now, Utah has been rocked by more than 700 earthquakes since that 5.7 magnitude uh, tembler. They say that 720 earthquakes has occurred since that uh, recorded or reported earthquake that they reported uh, late last month. And that figure includes three quakes with a magnitude of at least four and another 30 with a magnitude of at least three. This is according to the University of Utah seismograph stations. The experts have determined that there were no foreshocks ahead of this initial earthquake, which shook swaths of northern Utah awake on, on, I guess it was March 18th, uh, early in the morning. They say that the biggest of the aftershocks, two 4.7 magnitude tremors, occurred an hour later, and seismologists are also telling us that this earthquake has nothing to do with the 6.5 magnitude tremor that rocked Boise earlier in the week. This was the first uh, with a magnitude greater than 5 to strike Idaho in more than 50 years. Some people are talking about Yellowstone, but experts are saying, no worries, it's not related to Yellowstone. So if you've read that chatter, just know that authorities are saying, nah, it doesn't involve Yellowstone. And in uh, Castilian, Spain, they have had flash floods. There was torrential rain that caused flash flooding in coastal areas of Castilian in the Valencia region of Spain uh, last week. Spain's meteorological agency said some areas recorded their highest daily rainfall totals in more than 30 years. And in Richland, Washington, they had a tornado. Now, there were no reports of any injuries or damage from the tornado. And as you already know, tornadoes are rare in Washington State. Let's talk a little bit about history. Uh, This is fascinating. They have discovered that they may track the rise and fall of medieval kings by the amount of lead levels that they detect in the earth. Now they tell us that in the peak of the United Kingdom, the picturesque village of Castleton nestles at the foot of a limestone outcrop crowned by a medieval castle. Now today, hikers go to this region because it's beautiful and it's home to the UK's first national park. But 800 years ago, the wild moors and wooded gorges were covered in toxic lead pollution according to an archaeologist with the University of Nottingham. He said, the royal hunting forest near the castle was an industrial landscape. Lead tracks uh, silver production because it is often found in the same ore. And the team discovered that the far-flung lead pollution was a barometer of the medieval English economy. And as they report in a study they published this week in Antiquity, lead uh, properties or lead pollution spiked when the kings took power. They minted silver corns, coins, excuse me, they built cathedrals and castles. Now, when the kings weren't in mighty power and the economy was rough, uh, or there were wars or plagues or other crises, the lead levels plunged. And they say that this is an extraordinary finding, that lead levels correlate with the transition of kings. And this is according to a historian with the University of Le- uh, Leicester. So, man, I mean, that's really interesting. Wow, yeah. I thought that was pretty fascinating. You know, civilization does tend to pollute. 
whether it's ancient civilization or modern civilization. Very fascinating. We don't think of the ancients as having been polluters, but at times they were. Well, are the rest of you kind of like me that you think that the Irish are Celts? I think most of us have thought that. And I'm about to share a study with you, and I say take it with a pinch of salt. This is a finding, and they're making assertions, and I'm just going to share with you what they say. There's a story here that there was a chance discovery of ancient bones under an Irish pub uh, in, the, uh, the, in the mid-2000s that has now cast doubt over whether Irish people are actually related to the ancient Celts at all. Now, this story broke two weeks ago, so apparently about 2010, um, these bones were discovered. Actually, it was 2006, I correct myself. So this was a long time ago. They're just now releasing this information. And I found this in a publication called Irish Central. Anyway, I digress. So it goes on to tell us that in 2006, a man was clearing land to make a driveway for a bar on a, on a place called Rathlin Island when he noticed a large flat stone buried beneath the surface. Now he realized suddenly that there was this large gap underneath the stone, and he pried it up and he looked in. He said, I shot a flashlight and I saw the gentleman, well, his skull and bones, he said. He eventually found the remains of three humans, and of course he called the police. Well, the police got on the scene and they discovered that this was not a crime scene, but an ancient burial site. And it turned out to be hugely significant ancient, ancient burial site as well, that they studied the DNA, they did analysis, and they say that this study could completely alter the perception that Irish people are descended from Celts. And a number of prominent professors at esteemed universities in Ireland and Britain have analyzed the bones and said that the discovery could rewrite Irish history and ancestry. DNA researchers discovered that the three skeletons found under Curry's pub are the ancestors of modern Irish people and predate the Celts' arrival on Irish shores by around a thousand years. Essentially, Irish DNA existed in Ireland before the Celts ever set foot on the island. Instead, they say, Irish ancestors may have come to Ireland from the Bible lands in the Middle East. They tell us they might have arrived in Ireland from the South Mediterranean and would have brought cattle, cereal, and ceramics with them. Now, the proceedings of the National Academy of Science said that the bones strikingly resembled those of contemporary Irish, Scottish, and Welsh people. And a retired archaeologist at the University of Oxford said the discovery could completely change the perception of Irish ancestry because, he says, the DNA evidence based on those bones completely upends the traditional view. Who would have thought that the people from England came from the Bible lands? Okay, three skeletons, uh, associated DNA studies with those three skeletons, and this is what they are positing. Think what you will. And finally, uh, a science article for tonight and what science have discovered, uh, something really interesting. They have found that there is a curious kind of bacteria that's found on the floor of the deep ocean that has a metabolism unlike anything humankind has ever seen before. It is known as the Acetobacterium woodi, and scientists in Germany claim that this species, which also lives in the intestines of termites, 
can both create and use hydrogen and carbon dioxide to produce energy all on its own without the need for oxygen. They exist without oxygen. Isn't that something? Wow. All right. Well, let's give us a quote, huh? This is beautiful. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. It is never too late to be what you might have been. Wow. Uh, well, I like heart, that. Each one of you, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Should I read it again? <laughs> what lies yeah. behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. It is never too late to be what you might have been. And so this particular time in history is calling us forward. It's time to step up. Forget what lies behind. Don't think about what lies ahead, but think about and get in touch with what lies within because it indeed is never too late to be what you might have been. From <laughs> With that, I'll leave it to you and give all and each and every one of you much love. Arielle, thank you so much. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Anastasia. And just to remind you, we'll be back two weeks from tonight. We got off our our every other week schedule in March, but right. you know, right. so we'll be back um, on the twenty first after tonight, yes, just I'll so you know. Forward. Yep, I'm okay. looking forward. Okay, okay, love to All everybody. All right, well, thanks bye so bye. much. Bye bye. Okay, so now I'm going to get Lavendar's mic open and our special guest Lisa Wilson, and get your mic open. Okay, ladies, you are on the air, Lavendar. You there? I'm here, and I'm ready for Miss Lisa. <laughs> okay, well, Lisa, Hi. welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. I'm so looking forward to this. Well, we all are because you're you're one of our favorite star star seeds, and we know that you have a lot to tell us tonight. So, <laughs> just start off by telling us how you woke up and how you stepped into your power, and just. Lead us off with your story. Oh, wow. What a, wow. Thank you. Okay. Let me think about that for a minute. Um, You know, it was a series of events that took place. I think it started in 2011. It was kind of that 2011, 2012 window where astrologically there was a uh, ripping off of the bandaid of the third eye, so to speak, and I got hit pretty good with it. Um, I had had a child who was about 18 months old that um, a lot of past stuff started to present and I started to ask to see it clearly. And all of a sudden I was led into a journey of looking within at things that became really clear. The veil thinned and I could see so much. And I went back to sleep after that window so to speak for a little while until 2016 and at that point um, everything got really clear for me and I had to it's like my entire life had to change in a matter of months I got called I got called into my power so it was a journey to this I dismantled the marriage and um, really reinvented myself and whew claimed my power through the journey of it and still am every day. It's been wonderful. So the the core of your work is is around being 
uh, being radically authentic. So tell us what that means. You know, for me, being radically authentic was um, something I had to really discover within myself because I was living a life of people-pleasing and raised by um, a narcissistic family. My entire family structure was narcissistic, um, abusive relationship through the whole system, a lineage of it. And it was what I knew to survive as a little girl was to people please and to make nice with everything. So I found that playing out through every area of my life until um, I realized that I was living a life that was not one that I wanted and one that I was called to be in. It, it didn't, it wasn't congruent with the truth of who I was and everything felt like a lie. So I, um, I woke up to really speaking my truth and, that was scary for me because as I started to speak my truth, it was as though a core nerve got ignited of safety and security and survival. So it almost felt like it was life-threatening to speak my truth, that I wasn't going to make it, I wasn't going to survive. Because I always said yes when it was a maybe or a no. So that became my life work and evolved from there in such a significant way really celebrating people who, who live their truth, speak their truth, and um, teaching the, you know, those that, that are ready to receive that type of journey how to really claim their power in it. So let me ask you, when did you discover that you were a starseed? And, and, and discovering that you were a starseed, did it uh, upgrade your understanding and did, did it uh, affect your life and your work? when the star seed piece came in? Oh, absolutely. You know, it was so interesting because my entire life, I always knew that if I had my birth time, I could, um, that there was a big message for me. I knew there was a big message for me in astrology, but uh, my mom, my birth time was never recorded on my birth certificate. And when I contacted the hospital, they said, that from that time frame that I was born, they didn't record birth times, which I thought was interesting. So I kept searching and searching to find a way that I could figure it out. And in 2018, I was referred to someone who was able to take all the, all the time, all the stuff that happened in my life and calculate my birth time. And he pretty much said, that you know he could pretty much get pretty close to my birth time based on the events of my life. And I've had some pretty significant events take place throughout my whole life. So I had some really key anchor points. And he called me and he said, I am certain that I have your birth time within three seconds. And I was blown away. And immediately after I got that information, I was connected to you. And we got on a call and I knew... Everything ignited like you change that that was when I woke up completely to being a star seed, knowing that my I was here on soul mission um, and for what my purpose was on this it, my whole life made sense in that moment. It absolutely shifted my life completely a hundred percent so then you then what a year later then you came uh to a a star seed quest here in Arkansas. Tell us a little bit about what you felt about that experience. 
You know, I knew I had to go, and I had such a crazy year, a busy year going on that year, and I thought, oh, how can I fit one more thing in? And I knew I had to go. And um, I just made it happen. I didn't think about it. I just allowed the, the divine to guide my way, and sure enough, I got to Arkansas. Wow, that was the most incredible experience and I can't wait. I was so excited when Ariel said September because I'm like, oh, I think I could definitely do September. <laughs> but um, uh, the quest was incredible, connecting with other star seeds and going through um, just this entire four-day experience with the crystals and with the information that you read, you know, just being in your presence. I remember when you walked into the room, I just looked at you and I thought, oh, my goodness, home, family, right there, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. Well, I felt that way about you, too. You know, it's so funny. Sometimes when people come to the Quest, they they think they're coming to see me. But I notice when they walk through the door, and I'm and if I'm way back somewhere, and I notice when they walk in, then they start seeing other people that they recognize, and they go, oh, you, and you, and you, and I'm probably the last person they get to, <laughs> because it seems to be old home week by the time they get to be. <laughs> every one, every person, I mean, every person touched my soul in such a unique and special way. Yeah. It was an incredible yeah. experience, and still, yeah. still touches my soul every day. I, You know, it's family, home. So after after the quest, did you feel like that you claimed more of your power um, by the time you left the quest, were you more uh, centered in your resolve of what you were going to do? Oh, abso- absolutely. I mean, the journey of the quest has its own magic built into the container of what you create within that experience that each day builds on the next. But I never expected what I was going to really receive. You know, I had no expectations at all. I didn't know what. I knew I was called to go, but I didn't know what that meant for me. And, yeah, my life changed completely after after the first quest. And then after the second <laughs> quest, well, it was unrecognizable after that. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember. Uh, okay, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your family. You were born to a, a family bloodline that, that created a really fracturing of yourself. And what was your experience with this, and 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 what have you learned, and and how does this uh, spin in the energy of star seeds that have had similar experiences? Um, I think the thing that I want to say in regards to that the most. I'm sorry. Um, my family. I feel like I needed to have that family upbringing in order to understand what the great awakening taking place on the planet right now is really all about. Because I've been through every experience of emotional abuse across the board and uh, physical abuse uh, to that degree. And I know how and what needs to happen for, for people to claim their power and actually shift the neural pathways that get programmed from living through such traumatic experiences. So I feel like starseeds in general tend to um, experience challenging life situations in order to understand 
how to find their way through it and what that journey is like and how to really claim our power out of it because we're here to be the representation of that and teach that to others. Yes. Well, you know, we have a lot of star seeds that are uh, awakening daily, and I feel like that they're finding uh, the people now that need to help them. There seems to be some kind of automatic um, people wake up and they go, oh, I'm going to go and check this out, and then pretty soon they start clicking on their computers, and then they start finding the information that they need only because their whole a vibratory pattern is set for the next evolutionary move. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the star seeds are, and there's, of course, a lot of stuff on the Internet that you don't want to pay attention to. You have to really uh, know where your information comes from because there's so much misinformation out there. It's It's heartbreaking to see some of the avenues that the metaphysical community has taken uh, with with some of their rhetoric. So you have to have a lot of discernment when you start reading materials from other people, and especially for those that are starseeds. You know, sometimes because you see the word starseed, you think, well, they must know everything. They're a starseed. No, that's not always true. Just because you're a starseed doesn't make you holy, you know. I mean, there's a lot of starseeds on the planet that have real down-spiral energies right now. So just the word starseed, don't get, get... fooled by that word is what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know, I think in my own experience, I really had to get to a place um, where I would say it was definitely my bottom. And I reached that bottom a couple times along this journey um, where life was, it was an interesting, I felt like I was on the razor's edge. Am I going to make it through the other side of this? And the fracture itself, what happens in the bloodline of, of the experience that I went through, I mean, I had it coming at me in all areas. So I had um, siblings and, and all my family members, I, all of them. So that was all I knew. And I knew how to survive in that reality, so to speak. But breaking down the false self and taking down the masks, my survival techniques had to come down so that I could get into my heart and really operate from a place of love and not the protection. And that was <laughs> that was no easy feat. Yeah, yeah. So you live in Colorado now, right? I do. So do you have snow there now? Oh, yeah, we have snow. We have, uh, well, I live at 8,500 feet, so I'm up in the mountains, and it will snow. Like, today's a beautiful day, and we're in our spring conditions now, so usually the big storms we get are wet. But we had a record record snow season this year. How about the virus? Do you have much virus where you live? Well, Aspen was one of the number one areas hit in my in my area in Colorado. So we had a huge pandemic take place here. I mean, it, I think it hit us first. And um, not surprising to me that that took place here and with all the people we have that come from all over the world um, at our busiest time of the year during our spring break, you know, where we were just packed. We had a ton of people in town. So I ended up sick. My son ended up sick, but we're good. We made it through it. Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your your work and how people can uh, get in touch with you. Get, give them your website and 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 talk about the way you um, work um, by telephone or by email or, or however you want to um, describe your work. Mm, thank you. Um, you know, I work with clients one-on-one. I also am launching. I have a program that's getting ready to go up that you can find on my website, radicallyauthenticyou.com um, is the best link to use to get to it. But it's um, a seven-day challenge and tele-summit, and I've invited a lot of various uh, people on my summit who are doing healing work and talking about living radically authentic and bringing wonderful gifts and tools to people. And through that journey, I have um, a program up that is what I used, what I used to navigate my own journey out of living, you know, a life of pain and suffering into my empowerment. So I created a seven-week program that's up on my on the on the radically authentic you summit so that'll go up it starts on the 13th and people could watch that um i think if you go to my website you'll find the link to opt in and then you'll get emails that come in every day so it's wonderful and that's really what i'm doing right now just uh i have an empowerment circle that meets once um every couple weeks and i have a group of people in that where we come together and do some healing work and just work on whatever is up at the time because we're changing so rapidly, I think, with the energy on the planet right now shifting. People are going through mass awakenings, like you said, and we are, you know, it's always changing right now so so rapidly. So we just navigated it where we're at. Yeah. So um, is there any stories that you would like to share with us about anything that's happened with you in the way of maybe seeing ships or having some kind of missing time or anything that you could um, share with our audience? Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely, I think right now is just, this is just the most incredible time on earth, I think. I know that a lot everyone's going through their own awakening and shift. I'm watching in my own life, as I get clear, so I'm finding, to me, coronavirus is is a situation that's actually, uh, it's really funky when it presents in your body. It has a totally strange energy to it. But the way it worked in my system is it literally brought up old, dense stuff for healing and release. And each time I got to the root of something that needed to be received or cleared a timeline would collapse and I was ended, and I ended up somewhere completely different and that entire part of my life shifted and everything connected to it shifted so this is um, one of the most incredible outcomes that has taken place thus far um, my relationship with my ex-husband which has always been very challenging has now shifted where we're actually working together as a team with our with our son out of school right now and it is so easy like all of my life right now has gotten to be so easy after I've gone through very challenging clearing so to speak so I say that because I think right now we're purging we're purging a lot of this dense energy 
and we have so much assistance going on the planet right now. I've got, I saw a ship right outside my house um, the other night. I went outside and it was there and it was all lit up in red. And I thought, oh, yes. And then I turned around for a minute and it was gone. <laughs> so, you know, on 444, I woke up. That was such an auspicious day, you know, last uh, two days ago or whatever that was. Sunday, Monday, I don't even know. We can't even keep track of the days any longer. Everything is collapsing. But I woke up at 4.44 in the morning, and I just knew that there was a lot of shifting going on that day. So I sat in meditation and went through a complete transformation of clearing. So it's just coming up and out, and I find that we are, for me at least, Um, having to really let go of my attachment to being in the old third dimensional reality, what's, you know, and just navigate in the moment as it comes up, whatever presents. Yes. And, and, and because you're living in the moment, um, it, it keeps you on time with your life. You're not living in the past. You're not living in the future. You're living in the exact moment. So that's, um, that's a really fine place to be. I also wanted to ask you about um, the soul work that you do with others. Do you do you work with hypnosis at all, or what is what is your way of um, working with individuals? What you do know, you, do I you am talk- certified. I'm a hip. I'm, I'm a certified hypnotherapist and a Reiki master uh, instructor. And I combine all of these in an NLP practitioner. I love shifting the neuropathways, the neuroprograms in the brain. For me, I, I'm a healer of the mind. I believe that when we can shift our beliefs and the programs around false beliefs, our whole life, our whole body, everything is connected to it and it will change. So I have created various forms of healing modalities that I use based on you know, what somebody's needing in the in the moment and where I'm called to go with them. So I kind of apply. Sometimes we dive into a hypnotic-induced state where I'm able to access some parts of the subconscious mind. Is something really core or deep that is not up yet is presenting, energetically it's presenting, but there's no awareness around it. So we'll go in that way. Um, for me, the Reiki energy flows no matter what. You know, it's always working on behalf. But it's the willingness of the individual to clear and to be dedicated to releasing. You know, I'm willing. I'm willing to release this. And with that dedication and with that command, magic will happen. And right. I'm just the vehicle for it. You know, I just hold whatever that person needs in the now moment, whatever modality. So I know that that Tammy, um, she made for you a beautiful uh, feather wand, uh, and and you said that you were starting to use it. Can you share with us a little bit about the infused feather wand that she made for you and and how it's uh, uplifting your work? Oh, boy, that wand is so incredible. So I get this wand, and I bring it in, and I'm setting up my space for my client who's coming over, and I put it on my on my um, massage table, and it lights, it starts to glow. <laughs> the whole room started to glow. And it just has been such a powerful tool in clearing energy, and, and there's so much more that goes on with that wand. 
I love my wand. I was just looking at it <laughs> before we got on this call, and it's hypnotizing. I just love it. But there's well, I I got to I got to witness her making it, and my goodness, there was a lot of stuff that went on in the house here <laughs> while she while she was making making that wand. So it's really infused galactically. I, I can tell you that for sure. You know, I have it. A lot of my work right now is definitely Skype calls and over the phone, um, which I have pretty much built my business up that way anyways because I have clients all over the globe. Um, but I know my, my clients that live close by, they, they miss coming to my house. They love to come into my space, and they love when I get to use that wand with them. I mean, it's just a powerful, but it's always there. It's always with me whenever I'm doing any type of session, and you can feel the energy. You know, energy is energy. It doesn't matter where we are, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if you can use the one on long distance work that you do. I bet you can. I do. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. So. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. The shifts that are taking place with people right now are unbelievable. We're we're moving so much dense energy out and we're really bringing we're building up our light bodies we're coming into such bright light energy space now and clearing and i mean it, ugh, it's just a beautiful journey well i think that evolution is on the march i mean we're watching it daily and i don't know about you but every time friday comes around i'm going it's friday again <laughs> it's like i'm using i'm losing track of days and, and weeks and Time seems to be speeded up, and um, I, I, I'm just amazed at at what I'm finding through tracking the time sequence. It's just a uh, it's it's a hoot every day, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just a hoot every day. It so, really is, and I think um, the other thing I want to say about that, which I think is so important, the only thing that prevents us from really opening up to these higher states is the fear, and it's just managing that emotional body, staying out of the fear. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of fear happening all over the planet right now. And, and um, you know, we choose, well, I choose not to, to step into it. Uh, you know, it's like my name's not on it, so I'm not going to play there. Uh, at the same time, I know I have to keep, keep balanced uh, and not let it uh, affect, you know, anything that I'm getting ready to do. So to be conscious of your own state of mind and you know know yourself if you don't know yourself that's when fear can can grab you at, at the you know at a moment when you're not expecting it so once you develop a knowing about your um about everything about yourself the good the bad the ugly the warts and all know everything about yourself so that you'll be able to uh acknowledge these states of evolution when they when they rise up and then you're able to step up and go, okay, I'm dropping that now and I'm moving on. And sometimes we have to move on and leave people behind. And sometimes that's very sad. But at the same time, uh, we we no longer want to be held back in our own evolution just because we want to hold somebody's hand and be a people pleaser. And that happens to a lot of us, don't you think? It, it really does. It re- and I found myself... You know, really dimming my own light and not claiming my power because I wanted people to come with me. <laughs> come with. Yeah. And I remember you said something to me at one point 
Yes, people will show up in your life on Thursday that won't be there by Sunday, and that's definitely the last couple of years because my ascension has been so significant, and I just I can't hold myself back any longer. Like my mission, I've been called, and I think we're all called. But you're right; it's it's hard to let those relationships go when you're when you love people. Yeah, you gotta love it's, yourself more. And and remember, I told you sometimes you have to walk among them and not with them. Yeah, that's I mean, right. Have to, I was thinking. In order to, to keep your own blueprint and the things that you're here to do, um, because if you step back and, and get involved in their karmic wheel, then um, then your evolution stops. And theirs keeps going, but yours stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, that's a funny way to, and, and that's really important for people to understand. Because it really is the energy vampire where they suck the lifeline out of you and they're going, they're continuing on their journey, they're happy as can be, but you're you're depleted, you've got nothing left to give. Yeah, you've given your reserve and you've stopped your own evolution and you're holding their hand and you're patting your foot waiting for them to catch up and they're not going to. <laughs> and, th- and now you're stuck. <laughs> And, a, you know, the other cosmic joke, yeah. <laughs> I think the other piece that I want to say about that is when you're hooked in, when you've got that hook in there, it's really just a mirror of something within you. When you can find, you know, really discover that part of you that you just have to bring home, bring back into, uh, integrate it back home to you, then that karmic attachment will release. You'll no longer feel that pull in that way that keeps you sucked into those toxic relationships. Yeah. The other thing that I'm I'm finding, um, it's a a daily thing that's coming up all the time, is what has your name on it? So many people (laughs) will put their name on metaphysical um, movements or things that their friends are doing, and therefore, well, they want to do it too, but their name's not really on it. To be authentic, you really have to find what has your name on and it has to feel good all the way through your whole system. Your soul needs to vibrate. Your whole being needs to go, oh, yeah, this feels this feels so right on because I'm on time with my life. So I'm finding so, that, yeah, I'm witnessing that a lot right now. What has your name on it? And sometimes if you sit down and just make a list, okay, what, what does my name, what, what has my name on it? And just start writing that list, and you'll be amazed at what you find Maybe you'll have one or two things written, or maybe you'll have ten things written. But at least mm-hmm. write them down to look at them so you go, oh, well, maybe I have too many th- Maybe my name's on too many things. Maybe I need to pare down and really focus my attention and prioritize. And that way I can be more effective because I'm not so scattered. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. And you, I mean, I just love when you shared that with me. Uh, when we first started working together, because I could put my name on everything. (laughs) 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 I got a smorgasbord of everything my name is on, right? Oh, I want to do that and that. And what I'm finding even now with the way time is is folding down so quickly and we're ascending and that what your name was on yesterday, your name might not be on tomorrow. So I'm watching. Yeah, I mean, you got to be so congruent with yourself, but this really is... The way, you know, this is the the work, isn't it? It's 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 not even work. It's it's the claiming your power when you get to know yourself so clearly. And 
what was and what is not now, you know, you know in the minute because you feel it in your heart. It's just, boom, that doesn't work anymore. That's not for me. It's about knowing, too. When you step into your knowing, then that means you've given up all the belief systems that have been corrupting you throughout eons of time. Mm -hmm. Stepping into your knowing at the level that that you function at right now, Lisa, is really I, I love watching how you you have blossomed and and you're mm-hmm. you're so evolved from the first time I, I started working with you and, and after I saw you come to the quest and see your interactions with the group and everything, I thought, Oh my goodness, this girl is flying high like an eagle and <laughs> and it's like I, I always want to be able to to empower and uh, help you do whatever it is that you choose to do on the planet because you're a very high being here on high assignment, and I recognize that. And I want our audience to recognize that too and and to know that you're part of a team here to bring us all back home. And that's a wonderful thing to say to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and I'm so grateful so grateful that I've connected with you and to have you in my life and to have this entire group in my in my life to have come home because together you know we do support and grow each other and really empower one another to to live full out to live this life full out and our Absolutely. mission full out so I'm looking at the time and I'd like to pass you over to my co-host Arielle at this time she has the switchboard and hopefully uh, we have some Starseed Quest members maybe that want to call in and, and say hey to you because we have um, a great deal of of uh, respect and love for you. Uh, a lot of our Questers have mentioned to me many times about you and how that you have affected their world, and I just wanted you to know that. So, so back you. to you, Arielle, and Lisa, we'll talk in a couple of days, okay? Bye-bye. Okay, perfect. All right. So um, just before we get started uh, chatting, we do have um, one caller already with a question or a comment. So um, before we pick that up, um, I want to just say if anyone has a question or comment for Lisa, if you're already on the switchboard, all you have to do is press 1 so we know you want to ask a question. And if you're listening on the computer, then pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1, and um, our producers will get you ready to come on and ask your question. So, excuse me, first of all, uh, we're going to be talking to Hugh. And let me get your mic open, sweetie. Okay. Hi, Hugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Do you have a question or comment for Lisa? Yes. I just love everything that she's talking about, and I'm in bliss listening to, (laughs) in my mind, Rocky Mountain High, because many years ago I graduated high school in 1963 and got a VW Beetle with a sunroof, immediately drove out and got a job on a quarter horse ranch in Carbondale, and I used to go to Aspen all the time. But uh, I wanted to say that the most important values in life that I found are forgiveness, love, and prayer. And with everything that we're going through right now, 
if people will just focus more on their spirituality and creativity instead of wasting so much time binging on all these shows but go into their heart and instead of fighting and arguing too, understanding nobody ever wins an argument, bring forth solutions with respect in their communities. So I just wanted to see also when Lisa, if she knew from a very young age that she was a starseed and how she uh, gets information, because I also found that ego is very tricky sometimes, and if it's all about me, no thank you, but if it's about me learning from something and then finding ways to be a blessing to others, that's what it's all about. Mm. Wow, Hugh, thank you so much, and I love your Carbondale story. I mean, once you have this Roaring Fork Valley in your in your heart, it's always there, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> and I'm also a trout fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um I have been on the rivers. <laughs> you know, the thing that I want to say to that um I always had a gu- a a protective guidance system that surrounded me through such a very destabilized childhood and upbringing. Um but the real humbling work is in the shadow. So when you talk about the ego and the role that the ego plays, a lot of the work I do and I've had to do on myself and work with my clients is really the shadow work. It's loving the shadow aspects of ourselves. See, in order to fully get to a place of forgiveness, we have to forgive ourselves in the fullness of who we are. And that's the integration of all of the selves, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. So I have put myself through life experiences that have cracked me open to really sit in the depths of that journey and love the not-so-pretty aspects of myself and really forgive myself in that place. And at that time, can I then be humbled enough to be out in the world saying, you know, this is, what, this is the journey to really claim your power and not it be something from the ego mindset, if that makes sense. Oh, perfectly, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to interject this, too, because tomorrow would have been the 74th birthday of my earth angel wife, who really taught me the lesson of unconditional love, so it's in her memory I'm looking to empower women and indigenous people globally in my work as I also work on rooting out corruption. There's a picture of her on her wedding day on a blog, the word, creativity the number 777.com which i hope you might enjoy seeing and i will speak Mm -hmm. with you when it's convenient and i'll keep you in my prayers and it's time for people like us to really come forth with all our divine gifts we have different stories and different fingerprints but uh, people that may not resonate with me will resonate with you and vice versa but just caring and sharing is what we're here to do and thank you again for giving me the time and I'll keep you in my prayers and thank you for bringing me on Star Seed Radio Academy <laughs> oh, thank you so much you for asking the question being here well, yeah <clears throat> and it's our pleasure Hugh thank you so much for sharing your insights and wisdom so thanks for calling in thank you I'll continue listening that right okay bye bye Okay, so um, I was wondering, if Lisa, if you could 
maybe give some um, uh, some case histories. You know, people that have come to you with certain problems, conditions, needs, and go through your program, uh, kind of like a before and after. Can you have any of those uh, stories that you might be able to share? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, well, there's there's so many, but I do have a very dear friend of mine. You know, what I love about this work is when we change the neural pathways, we actually clear programs. And when you change the program, your whole outer life will change. So, I mean, I share this story with a dear friend of mine and a client of mine I've worked with for many years and uh, because it was just such a fun story and yet challenging. He um, he started to date a woman. Uh, he went through a divorce and started to, to get out in the dating world, and he kept dating one after another of the same woman. And he started asking me some questions. And, um, and you know, one day he got really clear. He said, you know, I'm looking for this type of relationship. I said, well, you're not going to find it dating the women you're dating. And he just couldn't understand. I said, you have, you know, he's a very successful entrepreneur who has, you know, a, a pretty amazing life. So to him, you know, that area in his life that was just missing was a deep soul relationship. And he kept bringing in the same type of experience. So one day, um, he got involved with someone who, I mean, I, she was an extreme narcissist, sociopath, and I knew her every move. So we would be working together, and I said, well, you know, she's going to do this or this next, and then she'll do this. And she did. I mean, she followed suit along for a year. And he said, well, I got this, and it's not that big of a deal. Until one day, you know, what happens with these types of relationships, they get into your psychology and they really plant um, through gaslighting and various techniques, they destabilize you so you start to doubt and question yourself. And, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about is claiming our power. Well, in narcissistic abusive relationships, their journey in your life is destabilizing your power, taking your power. So um, he called me one day and he said, I got my white flag up, and I need your help. And I said, then you're going to have to do everything I say. And we did a no contact, and I got him to take the action steps that needed to happen the way that I work with clients to clear themselves from these types of toxic relationships. And um, he did. He followed suit. And, and then I said to him, after all was said and done, and this was over the course of, you know, six months of clearing the energy from this, get it, breaking up with this relationship. Because when you're breaking up with somebody in a toxic relationship or a narcissistic personality disorder, narcissistic rage is something that you don't really see until you go through an experience that ignites it. And so that's where we were at in the situation. So I think emails would come through, 20 emails a day. I mean, it was just relentless. So he followed you know, my protocol for him, and things got quiet. And I looked at him and I said, now, no dating, enough. In order to really clear the energy, you need to spend time with yourself. You need to get back into, you know, really connecting with the truth of you. Get to know yourself, what your likes are, dislikes. Because narcissists break you down. 
and you can't tell if you're coming or going. So and we give our power away in these situations, and we don't even realize we're doing. So um, he did. He, he, and then he looked at me one day, and he said, well, how am I going to meet anybody? And I said, you're not going to worry about that question. You're going to shine like the lighthouse. You're going to get to a place where you are so content within yourself. And that's the work we'll do to really build that foundation. And then you're going to shine bright, and you watch your partner will come in. And sure enough, within three months, she did. And they've been married now for two years, and every day he calls me to tell me, how much I've changed his life. And I said, you know, I only brought the the tools for you to do, but you had to take the action steps. So, you know, I could bring my awareness and my gifts and my understanding of how to really clear and clean programs and cycles. And But you have to take the action steps to do it. And, and some of that is not easy, you know, when we're breaking through our old patterns. And he looked at me and he said, you changed my program. I said, "I that's... That was the point. That was the journey, to shift the vibrational frequency so you're no longer aligning with that. You're no longer calling it to you. You don't want it. You're not attracted to it. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, um, you know, on a frequency level, your mood, your program, your, your demeanor, it all has a frequency. And even if you don't know that you're broadcasting um, – you know, like a, a big bullseye on your forehead, and you know, and come and and come and you know, hurt me, take my energy, take my power, and you don't even realize that you're doing that. And then when you put those frequencies out, it's this the law of attraction. If someone else that is um, a match for that, they come in and they do exactly what you don't want them to do, but you didn't realize, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, on an energetic level. You were you were calling for it. That's you know, right. So you found right. you have you have the tools to go in and and you know just pull that program out by the roots <laughs> so that it can't <laughs> spread anymore. And, and I, I, that's exactly. I, yeah. I can imagine how many people are doing that without knowing. Yeah, you know, it's a vibrational frequency. And even in, in the ego mind or the conscious self is so smart. And we have so much information, but it's not at a cellular level. And I think that was one of the shocking things for me along this journey is even though I've been diving into really formulating a recipe to clear all of this and change my vibrational resonance, so to speak, or frequency, I still, it was like Groundhog Day. I kept bringing it in and bringing it in. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. What am I missing here? (laughs) And so I really had to learn how, and, and the funniest part was, I think, as I got very clear about what I was doing and recognized it coming at me and still went into it, that was when it really got funny. I mean, because I think, some of our stuff, as painful as it can be, because that journey's not easy, can be funny when we're watching ourselves be hooked in and go one more time, like one more round, here we go again. And you're sitting there going, okay, wait a minute. And that's where you start to learn that the subconscious program is so deep. And until you really get to the root, that weed will continue to grow back. You've got to pull it out at the root. 
That's right. Okay. Do you have any, um, um, well, it's like early warning signs. You know, if if you, you know, fill in the blank, uh, continue to you know, attract the same person, um, attract the same job, the employment, you know, whatever your finances, is there some kind of like a, a, a points to, to watch out for, you know, uh, symptoms that you've got some yeah. something that's defeating you? Absolutely. You know, our outer life is always going to mirror back to us the the wounded self. We'll see it. And that's where a lot of people have difficulty is because it's easy to blame another person for a situation in our lives or blame circumstances or blame, you know, and it's all connected. So money and love, money and our relationships are connected. So if one area is out of balance, they're all a mirror of something fragmented within our own self. And that's where we have to clean it up. So it's being able to first recognize the pattern in your life. And I always say, I always start with ask to see it. Because anytime you ask, it's always given. And it always is. But you have to ask. So this is how I ask. And this is really one of my magic wands that I use on everything. Um, I command to see the situation clearly in terminology I can understand. What part of this is me? Let me see it in me. Because when I could clean it up on my side of it, when I could take responsibility for how I've brought it in and what it's mirroring back to me, then I have the power to make the change necessary to choose something different. And that's where it starts to shift. And I'll say just some tools that people can use to really build the foundation because you, you know, you have to build a solid foundation. So, you know, my morning ritual is essential. It's something that I cannot go without because it is the foundation for living in the up spiral for me. And that is, you know, I do a 10-minute meditation and then I do a little toning, seven-minute toning which is just an ohm chant for seven minutes that just is a vibrational clearing. And then I do, I send blessings to seven people, including myself, every morning. I do this with my son, too. I mean, we, we just do it together. It's wonderful. And then we come up with five things that we're grateful for. And that's just the foundation for my day. And then I surrender the day. You know, I surrender this day for the highest and best good of all concerned. You know, let me see what it is I need in this day, in this now moment. And all of a sudden, everything starts to take care of itself. And you're not trying to drive the boat because in this, in this new energetic space that we're all operating from now, this fifth dimensional reality, we can't drive. We got to co-create. We're co-creating with the higher aspects of ourselves, with the divine within us. And so it's, it's a collaboration. It's not from the ego mind. It's from the divine mind. Interesting. And getting the ego mind to go sit down and be quiet. <laughs> I'm sure and, you have ways of making that happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all, what we resist persists, right? So when the ego mind wants to, what I'll usually do with the ego mind, when it really wants to claim, like it's fighting for its right, because the ego will always fight for its right to be right. It will always negotiate 
reason. It will tell you why it shouldn't, what it's not. So that's when my command will change a little bit. And I'll say, I accept that I don't understand the situation before me. I accept that I don't get it. I don't see it clearly. And I surrender it up. Handle it, right? I love to handle it. Handle it, handle it. And all of a sudden, it's when we could love the ego because the ego serves. It's there to serve us somehow. So when it's negotiating, instead of trying to fight it or try to make it go away or calm it down or tell it doesn't, you know, what you're saying or negotiate, half the time we don't even know we're doing it. It's just an energy. Like I know when that energy presents for me, I get a tightening in my solar plexus that is kind of a red flag within myself to say something within me is not clear about something. And if it's showing up in my outer life, then I have to own it. I have to take responsibility for it. Oh, that makes so much sense. Tumbling. So um, going, you know, beyond um, relationships and um, things that we've been talking about, um, I mean, any kind of pattern it can be it can involve all i mean you personally i was kind of thinking about um people and their um their their physical health their eating habits um are are those a lot of programs as well you know people that struggle with yeah. um you know with their their physical health um that can also be a program absolutely it's all connected so what I say, one of the things that I do is I always look to find if my body is expressing something outward, then it's up to me. It's like we are um, we're on little scavenger hunts, right? We're looking for that treasure. So what in me is creating this experience? And I use Louise Hay's Heal Your Life um, guidebook for ailments that present outside myself, and it's always been accurate with myself and with my clients. So like right now, um, I have to look it up again, but I've had kind of a tennis elbow thing going on for me. And I'm like, oh, right, afraid to move forward, I think is what it was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see where that's presenting itself for me right now. And then I get to shore up that side, that side of the street for me. Like where in my life am I afraid to move forward or what part of me is um, has this fear around something? And then I do the healing work around the fear, So we get to the root emotion of what it is. You know, a lot of um, health or dietary situations, first we have to love what is always. You have to accept exactly where you're at. You have to get to a place to say, whatever it is that's showing up for me right now is here to serve my highest and best good. How can I love that part of myself? Because it's the fragmented self that's coming home. We're bringing in all the aspects home to ourselves people who are carrying extra weight, you know, a lot of that is protection. What are we protecting ourselves from? Um, so I always, you know, headaches, there's there's so many ways. And in, in that guidebook, Louise Hayes, Heal Your Life, has always resonated with ailments that have presented in my physical body to really give me an insight where I need to focus on what it is that needs to be addressed. But you want to get to the feeling aspect of it not the logical not the intellectual side of it how does that make you feel what is the the emotion that's coming from it because that's where we shore it up 
Uh, makes great sense. So <clears throat> you said that you do work, um, you've been doing work for a long time um, using Skype uh, or the Internet and, and, you know, doing work for, really all over the globe. But um, I wanted to also mention that you have the um, Aspen Center for Empowerment, which is in conjunction with your website, Radically Authentic You. So tell us about the, the Aspen Center for Empowerment. Oh, thank you, Ariel. You know, Aspen Center for Empowerment is the business is my business that I launched in 2017. And um, I'm just right now transitioning. So you could go to AspenCenterForEmpowerment.com or RadicallyAuthenticU.com. I think both will lead you to the same website. Because uh, I'm just, I've been rebranding and refocusing on living radically authentic and making that change. Because I feel like ultimately I will be transitioning from Aspen at some point in my life. So that's just where my business has been called to move. But I have been, um, you know, I started doing an online business because of the community that I'm in. It's so small. And it was such a great outreach for me to be able to connect with people all over the globe to bring my business outward. So that's where I focus my attention. So either one, both represent the work I do today. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. I just wanted to be, be clear about that because I had uh... – you know, originally associated um, with the Aspen Empowerment Center, and is that? I mean, do you, do you focus um, more on women's issues, or does it not matter, men or women? I tend to work mostly with women, but I work with with both. You know, men and women uh, who are called to to do the work with me. I find that. Um, I've mostly just been working with women and not quite certain how that formulated itself, but it's just been my calling. My heart and soul work is really the empowerment of women right now. But I work with both genders and love it. You know, wherever I'm called to be and to go, I realized um, through this last, I would say, probably eight months that you know, when we're in the flow, that we end up exactly where we need to be and working with exactly who we need to be working with. And it's not my place to really funnel that in any way. I'm calling. Well, yeah, I'm not put any any limits. But it does. Yep. I mean, it does seem like um, the women are kind of on the on the leading edge of spiritual discovery and you know awakening because I remember the the first. Uh, several, I mean, we've had um, 29, I have to stop and think about it, but 29 <laughs> quests. And and the first, I mean, the first one out of, you know, maybe 30 people, we had three men. And then, and then it's just, you know, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. And then lately it's been more like eight or nine and, and a more substantial um, uh, number of men coming uh, to join the quest in Arkansas, and I think that's kind of representative uh, of what you're saying because it's um, you know could start off with women you know because they were women have generally been more spiritual, um, and but now men are also um, you know equally spiritual but 
maybe <laughs> maybe not afraid to admit it anymore. Uh, but yeah, well, it's it, I, it's really good to uh, to see that that you know more and more men are stepping up. I agree, and I I do believe that on the earth right now with the energy, just where we're headed and what's happening with the transition, this great birth of earth that we're going through, that the divine masculine and the divine feminine are both called to find the balance within each human. So we're balancing the polarity within the human, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the distorted masculine and the distorted feminine are having to release the control and really come into the fullness of who we both are. So we're balancing and when we're when we're too much in one aspect, you know, that creates the imbalance. So we're we're having to really come into the fullness of, of each one of us. But I think women have been have definitely it was almost like, you know, I love when um you and Lavender have said in the past well, Lavendar definitely, and the work I've done with her, just 2012, the Band-Aid was ripped off the third eye. Well, I think that was kind of like a clearing call for the divine feminine to really, I mean, I knew so many people at the same time that I just, I woke up, it was like, okay, I'm done. I've got it. This is it. I can't live the life I've been living any longer. I'm complete. And I knew a, there was a whole group of women that were going through it at the same time. It was like everybody woke up in the same day, in the same moment and said, wow, I've been called. Yeah. Yeah. I think men are getting the calling now. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I mean, it's, it's coming in waves. Certainly, you know, in 2012 um, was probably, you know, a primary time, but just from our vantage point, there's just been a massive awakening. People are waking up left and right and somehow finding their way to our website, yeah. uh, which is why now we're, we're having to train more astrologers because um, we're kind of getting overrun. I call like a starseed stampede. Uh, it's like they're waking up and they're hungry and they and they they want this information. So, um, but it's it is such good news for the planet because you know we are here to help and assist. And the planet's going through, I mean, all these changes, you know, with, with, with Mother Nature and, uh, and with, you know, our, our cultures and all these things are changing. Um, and, you know, I had this thought the other night, and I was like, well, maybe this is, you know, a comment that I'd like to make on the show. <laughs> and I, I just feel like this is the time to say it. I was just pondering, and I thought, you know, one of the saddest things about this global crisis that we're currently in is that it takes a global crisis to bring out the best in everybody. I know. I know. And you know, the oneness, the compassion, kindness to strangers. And it's, it's it's kind of sad that it takes such a, 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 a tragic event to bring people together. And then, but we can only hope that, when this passes, that it's like, all right, people, now you have shown us, humanity, what you're capable of. So you can't go well, back in I your shell. The, that's right. And I think the duration of it, it's almost like if it's long enough for people to really break out of the program that we've been so brainwashed to live in, 
You know, that is a program that was installed, that it's time to uninstall this nine to five and working to in a degree in a way that is so opposite our natural biorhythms. And everybody right. is like, Oh, at first I started to to really um you know, what was I gonna do in the panic and then all of a sudden I realized how how much I needed this time. Everybody's been saying that to some degree, even though it's been challenging and very difficult. It's like everyone's starting to breathe and they're watching the earth really transform and heal. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just a shame that we, you know, that we have to go through such a, a you know, a catastrophic thing no. in order to, you know, scrape off the, the, those layers of of programming and, and illusions and and you know hopefully um as you said that when it's all said and done it'll stick it'll hold and people won't go back to um their their you know self absorption and um disconnection from mother nature well and you know the one thing that i want to just make a a comment about in my own journey my own personal journey I had to get cracked open in such a significant way to break free from the programming myself. And so I brought in an extreme sociopath to do that. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at it. I know true. what you mean. <laughs> my greatest gift. I, I mean, to this day, I think to myself, wow, I really had to bring it in because I had Fort Knox built around my heart. You know, we have the heart wall up and we have been lived based on on a lot of our upbringing and situations that have, you know, based on, on the way we've come through lineage, the lineage. You know, we're breaking through these programming and this, these patterns that have been installed, instilled in us for years, eons. And to get through something big has to kind of take it down. What can it, I call it a tower moment because I love working with my tarot cards. That's just something I enjoy doing. And I call it a tower moment because when the tower card shows up, you know that it's a divine situation. This is nothing to do with the human at all. This is the divine is stepping in because you haven't been able to take care of it yourself. And that's a lot of what this, this whole situation on earth is all about. It's like we are being gifted with this transformation to be able to make change, to have a timeout, to separate ourselves from the program so that we could actually break free from it if we choose. But like you said, you know, hopefully, you know, we're creatures of habit and that's why we have to bring it in kind of in a significant way in order to crack us open big enough and wide enough and painful enough to make a change. Yeah. Well, it's the, <laughs> it's like lavender says you can come now or you can come later, but you are coming and it's just too bad. That, you know, sometimes, you know, it has to be such a big deal to, you know, you know, when someone's hysterical and you just have to keep smacking them to to bring them back to their senses, you know, we kind of got into that. It's true. It's true. And, you yeah. know, once we're aware of it, then we can navigate the territory without falling back to sleep, I say, you know, when we fall back to right. sleep. We get in the comfort zone. We try to put, I said to myself, you know, when the bottom fell out for me, Everything went. My job went. My marriage went. All my friends went. I mean, everything was the same vibrational frequency, and it all went. And you know, that whole lineup—I <laughs> forget what which year that was—2017. 
the the universe shut the door on my whole 19 years, but um, it all had to go because I knew that if one thing went, I could put it all back together really easily and get comfortable again. It's getting back to comfortable, that place of safety. Yeah. From the program where we were taught you have to go work, you know, X amount of hours to have a retirement and a pension and all this other stuff so that you're safe. Well, that's a load of hooey. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. Well, yeah. No such thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, don't don't put off love and happiness until you get all this other stuff done. (laughs) You take the love and happiness now. And that other stuff will take yeah. care of itself. It just does. It does when we mm-hmm. are able to neutralize the fear, which means you have to, yeah, you, know, you have to unprogram. You have to get off the news. And like Lavendar said, you know, you don't spend that much time. Okay, stay awake and aware, but only so much, and then clean it out. Right. Right. Well. It's just been such a joy having you on. We just love you so much, Lisa. And um, mm-hmm. we're looking forward to seeing you again um, in Arkansas when when life returns to that much uh, normalcy, at least. Um, yeah, and we are still up in the air about May because people might not be able to fly. So um, stay tuned on that one. But we have <laughs> added an extra quest to make up um, so we can we can just kind of sprinkle people throughout the other quest according to their schedule. So we hope to see you in September then. I love the September dates. That sounds amazing. And Ariel, thank you so much for having me on the show. I just love you guys with all of my heart. You truly are family. I'm so blessed. And the work that you guys are doing on the planet, I mean, I just knew, I knew the minute I walked through that door at that quest, this was, this was family, my family. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you could not wipe that smile off your face no matter what you did. <laughs> just like, at least she's still smiling. And it was, it was 24 hours a day. I bet you were smiling in your sleep. So, but that's, so yeah, so now it's like when I, when I picture your face in my head, it's got a big smile all the time. That's just your natural look. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody, please do go check out um, Lisa's website, radicallyauthenticyou.com. And there's just all kinds of resources and um, things to help you elevate. So big hug to you, sweetheart. Big hug to you. Thank you so much. We'll see you at some point this year, and you take care until then. Okay, Okay, you too. Bye for now. So uh, we are wrapping it up. And as I mentioned earlier, we will be back two weeks from tonight, um, back on our every other week schedule. And until we meet again, be kind to yourself, focus on your blessings, and use this time of stillness for reflection and always live in grace and gratitude. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 